Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a big welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. We talk to the latest and final winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. There's an update on wheat and canola markets this week. Real Agriculture talks with analyst Neil Townsend about the Durham outlook. A high farm research company, Israeli company, Hitech, setting up shop in Saskatoon. And a look at research plots near Saskatoon for the virtual Ag in Motion Field Day in July. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Back in a moment. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. The Dangler Family Farm near Earl Grey is today's winner in the 620 Spring Country Cookout Contest. This is the 12th and final winner in this spring's country cookout. Jared Stengler, Dengler farms 1,200 acres near Earl Grey, about 75 kilometers north and west of Regina. He has finished his seeding operations. Oh, real good. We finished up early last week. What did you put in this year? We did lentils, flax, canola, and feed barley. Did you make any changes or is that kind of your normal rotation? That's pretty much our normal rotation. What's soil moisture like on the farm? Uh, it started out really good when we were seeding, but the wind last week's definitely starting to dry out the topsoil for sure. So did you get any rain this week or are you looking for more moisture? Looking for more moisture. We had nothing measurable at all this spring. So you've missed some of the rainfall and, and even some snow. What impact has COVID-19 had on the farm? Uh, it hasn't really affected us too much. It made getting parts a little bit frustrating, but uh, at the end of the day, it's business as normal. Did you finish harvest this spring or last fall? We were lucky we were able to finish up last fall. How did harvest go for you? It was long and drawn out, pretty much the same as everybody else. But were yields better than normal, less than normal, or kind of normal? Cereals were average to above average for us. What are your thoughts on uh, markets right now? How do they look? Ooh, that's sort of a touchy one. Uh, not really sure what to think there. It's uh, going to have to wait and see how it all pans out. But the... Uh, Canola market uh, seems to be up and down. Uh, wheat was high for a while, but just your your general thoughts on what you think is the best crop to put in? Well, we always had good luck with feed barley, but uh, we're really hoping the canola pulls through for us this year. The Dangler family farm near Earl Grey is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest, the 12th and final winner this season of a tasty Peg's Kitchen meal and other treats. Back in a moment. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Grain markets were showing some upward movement during the past week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina, Adam Picallo, says canola gained $1 a ton for the week, while wheat futures were up about $0.04 cents a bushel. 
Well, Jim, starting off with the canola front, we're actually pretty much right back uh, where we started the week off. Uh, We're only about up a dollar right now on the July futures. Now, uh, canola actually had a little bit of an interesting May, just to recap the month as well, since we are at the end here. Uh, The futures started off actually increasing off the lows at the end of April. Uh, A positive trend was forming, and uh, the futures actually increased uh, quite a bit. And then suddenly in three trading days, the canola market dropped about $12 a ton and gave back all of the month gains. So kind of uh, some clients have been asking me, you know, really what gives? Uh, one technical indicator I watch is momentum. And the six trading days kind of for canola leading up to the, the drop momentum was fading. And that's one thing that I really watch closely is momentum. And uh, so that's why I recommended a sell recommendation uh, for clients. So uh, that's on the canola front. Now on wheat, it's seeming that the futures may have actually put in a little bit of a spring low here. So uh, since May 19th on the July futures, Minneapolis wheat is up about 14 and a half cents. Kansas City is up 27 and three quarters, and Chicago's up 21. So Kansas City is uh, seeming to lead the way, uh, possibly because it's actually at a 49 cent a bushel discount to Chicago, which is quite large. Now, there is uh, some concerns with parts of Europe, um, weather-wise, plus somewhat threatening forecasts for the Western Plains in the U.S., so that's supporting this, uh, this rally. Now, another supportive factor, too, is that the U.S. dollar has been declining here, so uh, that usually supports uh, all grains as well, making their com- market more competitive uh, export-wise. So, going forward, what's the outlook next week and beyond? Well, next and beyond, it is still seeming like the weather forecast is dry. So again, that's why I'm thinking that there may be actually a possibly a seasonal low here in for some grains. Uh, however, I am telling clients that uh, my finger is on the triggers, such as uh, on the canola market, like we've seen, um, where I did put in new crop protection on the November futures for clients. And uh, one important other factor, too, is the Canadian dollar here. Uh, the Canadian dollar on the June futures broke above resistance or its ceiling at 72 cents which, you know, I maybe surprised a few people given the market, what's going on. But oil is, uh, again, staying strong. The U.S. dollar decline really support the Canadian dollar. So I'm going to be watching how the Canadian dollar uh, settles here as well, too, and affects the canola market going forward. Adam Piccalo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial in Regina. Here. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. This is Sean Haney with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. We are talking ag markets with Neil Townsend. He's the Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Durham looks, Neil, like really one of the big winners potentially on the prairies. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think we have farmers moving into Durham, you know, quite heavily, much more than Statistics Canada projected at the end of last month. Uh, The May uh, AFC principal field crops had to use the Statistics Canada acreage number, and as a result, they lowered the production from 5.9 to 5.5. 
we just don't see that. We see, you know, crop, you know, approaching 6 million tons. And, and that's, that's a lot of Durham, except there's going to be significant Durham demand. We've seen poor crops in Tunisia, very poor crop in Morocco, a crop that's not spectacular in any particular way in the European Union. Like, you know, it's not necessarily that much bigger than last year. So we see, you know, steady export demand. The one exception where we might lose a little traction because they might have a better crop themselves would be Turkey. But, I mean, we should be putting in more volume into Morocco and potentially more volume into places like Tunisia and Algeria. One of the, you know, problems with some of those countries is fiscally uh, they're not in great shape. I mean, uh, Algeria, for example, their main export, their main way to derive, um, you know, money for the government coffers is petroleum and petroleum products have, you know, suffered somewhat in terms of pricing. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Durham, I mean, especially if we see, um, you know, any sign of, uh, you know, dryness or, or something that threatens the yield in Canada, we could see some pretty high prices in Durham, even above the, the current bid. But that being said, I don't see any real catalyst for like a significant sell-off in Durham without, uh, you know, finding some supply either in the United States or even in Canada if we exceed expectations and get towards a 6.5 or 6.6 million ton. It's a bit, yeah, like it's a bit of a challenge because where Durham is grown typically is where we would have, you know, drought is a higher probability and it has been over the last four years. Um, so it's a difficult decision on how aggressively you price your new crop Durham because of that crop risk that is still out there. But you, you, you probably should be thinking about trying to fi- figure out how to get some of that price risk off the table for some of this crop. Yeah, definitely, John. And I think this is a really good point. Like one of the problems with Durham, obviously, first and foremost, we don't have a futures market for it. So, you know, there's no uh, hedging you can do in that sense, like a paper hedge. The biggest obstacle, I think, for farmers to hedge Durham or to forward sell Durham is the the quality risk. And usually at this time of year, I mean, the the discounts are are pretty severe and somebody doesn't want to sign up for a number one quad and and end up with a number four or number three even because, you know, the discounts are are too much. But I think like this is a year where it would really (laughs) benefit farmers from thinking about selling forward because, you know, the risk is sort of that, you know, maybe the demand doesn't materialize to the extent that it does just because we price some people out of the Durham market relative to wheat. And we've seen that in many years where, you know, a country like uh, Morocco, for example, which had a very poor Durham crop, they start to substitute barley for uh, for the couscous production, right? So, you know, there's a lot of uh, necessity as the mother of invention in the Durham market. And there is a price point at which, you know, you do start to crush demand. Everyone's talking about lentils. You know, I, I believe that when the Stats Can Acreage forecast came out, that was one of the ones where everybody sort of scratched their heads on what they were predicting in terms of lentil acreage. Prices have been decent, uh, also, but, you know, with that comes, you know, you got to pull the trigger and take some uh, risk off the table. Yeah, definitely. Like, we have a significantly higher uh, lentil production than Statistics Canada or Agriculture Agri from Canada would, yeah. would have. I mean, we're looking at a you know, 2.6 million ton crop, a big increase in red lentil acres. I mean, the prices have just been too attractive for farmers to ignore. And you can't stress enough that, you know, accessing some forward pricing for red lentils should be critical. That being said, I mean, the overall world supply and demand dynamics on red lentils look somewhat favorable, not favorable to maintain the current prices, but favorable not to go back to like sort of, you know, 
the 17 or 18 cent uh, uh, red lentils. I mean, again, the big thing will be just how successful are Canadian farmers at pulling off production. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Hey. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, partly cloudy today, the high 20 degrees, the low 7 Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind southeast 20, and a high of 24 on Saturday, the low 10. Sunday, sunny and windy again, high 27, 60% chance of evening showers Sunday, the low 13. Monday, sunny, the high 25, the low 10. Tuesday, cloudy, the high 24, the low 11. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 27, the low 12. Thursday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers on Thursday, the high 23. Normal high is 21, the normal low is 7. The sun rose at 4.54 this morning, it sets at 8.58 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at 19, the cold spot, Collins Bay at 3. Estevan is 16, Saskatoon 15, Swift Current 18, Weyburn 16, Yorkton 13. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 17 degrees. That's 63 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast at 17. Humidity, 28%. The barometer dropping, 102.6. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 17 degrees. Winds are from the east at 15. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 17. That's 63 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and SMHI, crop hail insurance at cost. Online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't SMHI.ca. The Saskatchewan government is welcoming a leading genomics company from Israel to the province. Kirk Westgard is the Assistant Deputy Minister of Economic Development in Trade and Export Development. He says Energene is setting up an office in Saskatoon and will spend over $5 million on farm research in the next two to three years. Energene will play a key uh, will be a key partner in Saskatchewan's growing agricultural sector uh, science cluster, joining organizations such as the University of Saskatchewan, the Global Institute for Food Security, and Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. So this is a company that really offers high-tech support for research work, is that correct? That's correct. Energene is a genomics big data solution provider whose applications include medical research as well as plant and animal breeding. This is an Israeli-based company that is one of what one of the high-techs in the world because I understand very many other famous companies use this group. Uh, absolutely. This is uh, a leading-edge company that was based out of Israel and is now making Saskatoon, Saskatchewan its home. Why did Energene come to Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan is a world leader in agri-science and has a world-class uh, agriculture institution at the University of Saskatchewan and its partners with the Global Institute of Food Security. So does this mean a large investment in Saskatchewan by Energene? 
It, it means a growing investment. Uh, it is a, a smaller investment to start with. They're going to move some research to Saskatchewan, but it will grow over time. The Saskatchewan government has used Energene already for helping to do what, some wheat research? The University of Saskatchewan has partnered with Energene to do some research in uh, wheat genomics, yes. Are you expecting to see improved wheat varieties, wheat yields, and, and even livestock? We're expecting Energene to use its technology and its artificial intelligence software to continue to be a world leader in genomics testing. When do you expect this to ramp up and become uh, big in Saskatchewan? Energene has already uh, started their hiring process in Saskatchewan and will continue to add staff and grow as we move forward. I can see this being uh, ramping up quite quickly here over the next couple of months. Do you have a number you can put on how much the investment means to Saskatchewan? Energene plans on moving 10 of its high-skilled scientists to Saskatchewan over the next year. And we expect that over the next two to three years, they'll have a payroll of over $2 million with an investment over $5.5 million in its research and development operation. So this is big money for research in Saskatchewan. This is a big deal. Saskatchewan's been a world leader in research and development in the agriculture in industry. Energene will become one of the key players. In summary, you see this as a major improvement for Saskatchewan farm research? I think this is another step in, in uh, agriculture research in Saskatchewan, already adding to the world-class facilities we have here. Kirk Westgard is the Assistant Deputy Minister of Economic Development in Trade and Export Development. Less air travel, social distancing, and wearing face masks could potentially mean a less serious flu season this upcoming fall and winter. Dr. Susan Detmer is a veterinary pathologist with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine in Saskatoon. Her main job is to track virus movement in pigs, but she is also interested to see if current COVID-19 prevention measures will help reduce the spread of other types of influenza. It is something that some of us are keeping an eye on because this time of year is southern hemisphere. So Australia, South America, those areas where flu is transmitting still because it's their winter time. What comes back to us come next fall, we'll see what that if that is any different. If there's less virus being transmitted in Australia because they're trying to stop the coronavirus from transmitting as well, then we could actually have a better fall flu season because people are not interacting at the levels that they normally would. Dr. Susan Detmer is a pathologist at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine in Saskatoon. Back in a moment. Um. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business, call 782-5999. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau met with her U.S. and Mexican counterparts yesterday to discuss farm trade amid the COVID-19 outbreak. Bebeau says the agriculture ministers discussed the importance of sustaining uninterrupted food and agriculture trade to ensure food security for citizens in all three nations. The leaders also emphasized a commitment to a smooth transition to the Canada-U.S.-Mexico agreement, which enters into force July 1st. She says the three farm leaders acknowledged that open trade and maintaining an integrated supply chain are instrumental in recovering from COVID-19 and supporting economic growth. 
Last year, she says, farm and food trade totaled almost $39 billion between the three countries. Field work is underway at the Ag in Motion Discovery Farm near Langham, about 20 minutes northwest of Saskatoon. This year's event is going digital, which means no farmers on site in July. However, Glacier Farm Media will produce multiple features through video and online presentations. Blake Wyseth is the Discovery Farm Applied Research Lead. He says it's important for farmers to get real-world research from the field in a timely manner. It is still using commercial equipment at the field scale in the same way as last year. It's a little bit smaller in size, but we will be running the program over 180 acres between canola and wheat seeded on the property this year. The canola and wheat in the field of excellence are being seeded this week. We've done a lot of pre-season preparation and even uh, a lot of soil sampling procedures to get the site ready for seeding. Seeding will be happening this week on the site, so we're really excited to get that program launched and off the ground running. There's already some seeding on a salinity project. Yeah, the other thing we're doing this year at the Discovery Farm for Applied Research is recognizing that on the property we do have some salt-affected soils, as is the case on quite a number of acres across Western Canada. We're trying to take a targeted management approach on those salt-affected acres by really looking at what different management practices can we specifically implement on these sites to maintain productivity and perhaps even see uh, what is their ability to even impact and improve the soil characteristics over time. So in this project, we have three different treatments of forage species, some single species and some a combination of species. And we're just looking to see differences in how they establish on the site. And we're really excited to look at this project over the long term. We're thinking on the order of at least five to 10 years, this project will be on the site with perennial forages. So it'll give us a really good opportunity to really see what differences and impact it will have over time. The timing was good with rain during the past week. Yeah, you bet. I mean, you do what you can and sometimes you get lucky. But yeah, with that forage project, we were able to get it in the day before we had uh, right around 60 mils of rain. So um, with forage species, of course, it is nice to get a shot of rain right after you see it. So yeah, pretty fortunate there. All of the work is being done while observing COVID-19 distancing. We do have social distancing procedures in place at the property, maintaining safe distances and whatnot. But that said, there is a number of activity happening on the property, be it in the show site itself. We have some companies seeding their crop plots within the show site. There will be a lot of opportunity to capture content of these crop plots over the season and distribute it through our online virtual program, which we've called the Egg and Motion Discovery Plus platform this year. So lots of activity. And then insofar as the Field of Excellence program and some of the other projects we have with field scale equipment, very busy, lots of stuff happening for sure. Glacier Farm Media owns the Western Producer and several other publications. They employ a number of videographers and journalists who will be producing innovative and informative packages. I'm quite excited to see what types of content they will be able to produce. You can think during the regular demonstration program at the Egg and Motion Show, uh, it, it is very good. You can see the equipment operating live in the field, of course. However, there are some things that perhaps you might miss and you might not be able to capture 
capture uh, viewing it live. However, with professional videography, multiple camera angles, overlaid with expert commentary, it does even give you perhaps slightly more information that you can learn about pieces of equipment that you might not be able to get by seeing it operate live in the field. Wyseth recommends keeping tabs on Twitter for event updates in the coming weeks. You know, we are active on our social media channels. We are active on our websites, posting updates and whatnot. And over the course of the next number of weeks and months, as you know, we are going to be capturing lots of different content that we will be able to put up on our virtual platform. So just encourage everyone to to partner along with us and listen along for what we have. Blake Wyseth is the Discovery Farm Applied Research Lead. Ag in Motion Discovery Plus runs July 21st to the 25th as a free online event. Back in a moment. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola fell 240 at 428.68. Lentils rose $16 at 638.50. Oats fell $1.12 at $250.44. Number one red spring wheat declined 16 cents at 218.76. The rest were all unchanged. Durham 266.39. Feed barley 193.71. Flax six hundred twenty nine dollars seventy nine cents. Yellow peas two eighty three eighty nine and feed wheat one eighty two seventy. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat rose seven cents at five twenty and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integratire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integratire dealers. Now the latest Livestock Quotations. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 250 on offer at our Tuesday May 26 sale. This cow market, it was dollars higher. Cargill and JBS were both back on the market, which is a very good thing for the cow market. Good bulls a dollar fourteen to a dollar twenty-six sales right up to one twenty-nine seventy-five. These good high yielding cows from eighty-four to ninety-four sales right up to ninety-eight bucks on them big good hard grain-fed cows. Medium cows from seventy-five to eighty-five. Our regular sales are every Tuesday here for the summer months. We'll be receiving from one till seven on Mondays. This has been Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices are unavailable today. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. SaskTel has announced it's extending the waiving of data overage charges on SaskTel postpaid wireless plans, no strings prepaid wireless plans to June 8th. SaskTel is extending the offer to align with the third phase of the reopened Saskatchewan plan. As of June 9th, data overage charges will apply if the data included in a plan is exceeded. On June 9th, customers will have access 
access to their plan's full monthly data amount and be able to check the data they've used after this date using the MySasTel app. Stats Canada says the economy contracted by 8.2% in the first quarter, its worst quarterly showing since 2009. That includes a 7.2% drop in March as businesses were forced to close and travel was restricted as part of efforts to contain the COVID-19 pandemic. The Ontario teachers' strike and rail blockades in February, as well as a drop in oil prices, were also a drag on the economy in the first three months of the year. TD senior economist Brian DePrato says it isn't unreasonable to think a modest recovery may already be forming, but suggests it will be a marathon rather than a sprint. Canadian National Railways says revenue ton miles, a key industry metric, fell 15% year-over-year in April and 21% in May due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Speaking at an online conference, CEO J.J. Ruess says auto volumes have dropped more than 90% year-over-year. Rouet says earnings from crude by rail and frac sand are as bad as can be amid a global glut of oil and a pandemic-induced plunge in demand, both of which have sent oil prices to near-record lows over the past two months. However, he says grain revenues will likely hit new monthly highs in May, June and July after notching record levels in March and April, following a backlog owing to a late wet crop last year. On the markets, losses in the financial sector helped weigh down Canada's main stock index in late-morning trading, as it posted a triple-digit decline, while U.S. stock markets also moved lower. The TSX Composite Index was down 100 points at 15,162. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 189 points at 25,211. The Canadian dollar traded for 72.35 cents U.S. compared with 72.65 cents on Thursday. The July crude oil contract was down 14 cents at 33.57 a barrel. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. On Monday morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon 